The following is a hockey podcast out of Vancouver and Surrey, British Columbia. It'll only consist of a lot of pup talk and even more BS or in actual words, banter and satire. Enjoy and as always, go Canucks go. Not much has frustrated Canuck fans so far this season. Well, you know what? That's changed of late. We're going to tell you the most frustrating thing about your Vancouver Canucks coming up next year on Locked On Canucks. Your Locked On Canucks, your daily podcast on the Vancouver Canucks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, 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 happy hump day and welcome to another episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Trevor Beggs, co-host of Locked On Canucks and also a Canucks writer over at Daily Hive Vancouver. Before we dive into today's episode, we got to thank you for tuning in to Locked On Canucks because it is your team every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you haven't done so already, make sure you go subscribe or follow us for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also got to let you know today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. It's a fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. It's been a pretty damn good season for your Vancouver Canucks. In oh, fact, yeah. might end up being the best season in Canucks history. Uh, but that doesn't mean there have, haven't been some frustrations of late. Uh, so Kyle and I will talk about uh, the frustrations coming up on the latest episode uh, of Locked On Canucks here. Uh, we'll also talk about Archdeep. Baines's debut. I think it was an impressive yet controversial debut. Whoa. We'll touch on that in the second segment. Uh, maybe we'll talk about some of the best BC buds in Canucks history Ooh. as well. But before we do any of that, let me introduce a guy who's definitely a BC bud to me. Uh, someone who may be going through a bit of an, an identity crisis. You know, the fact that the Canucks have been frustrating. He's trying to lay in the mood here. Maybe trying to mask his own frustrations. I'm not sure what's going on, but I'm going to give him the floor. Kyle Bowen, what's going on, buddy? Dude, take it for what it is, okay? Face value. This is how I'm feeling today, okay? And that's highly optimistic still about your Vancouver Canucks. Why? Because, dude, they've given us the most. They're a good team. And five on five, I feel as if they've actually played pretty well. In fact, I feel as if they played better five on five than some of those games we won back in the day, okay? Uh, but screw back in the day, right? We're in the we're in the recency bias industry, right? And I get it. There's frustrating times. But this all being said, I can't I can't fake it and say I'm again feeling as if the world is crashing. I can't do that. I'm a fan, not a podcaster. Not, not, I'm not a media member, okay? I, I don't I don't gotta go fish for clicks. I'm gonna tell you how it is, and I'm good. That being said, you know what's not good? The Canucks power play. Horrible. Horrible. I feel powerless, okay? I spent so much time, Trevor Beggs, texting the group chats, the multiple group chats, about the referees last night, right? Because they're still on us. What Tyler Myers said really hurt them. Bro, they had a meeting Saturday night at the bar and said, you know what? Let's beep the Canucks all week long. It's going to happen again on Thursday. The referees are going to suck. This all being said, what, what if the referees were good and they called the game the right way and we got a couple more power plays? Uh, what would we have done? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. No, it's the truth, man. These guys don't want to shoot, and they don't want to move Bill Miller, JT Miller, back to his primetime position, full-time, right beside Quinn Hughes. And, and without those two things, this power play isn't going anywhere. Yeah, it's funny. Maybe I should uh, ask you this, Kyle. Uh, Do it. What has frustrated you more between the two? Has it been the officiating, or has it been the power play? No, it's the power play. Got to be accountable, okay? I'm already crying so much about the uh, officiating because I got to defend my city. I, I can't. It, it's on film. 
How are you going to suspend Shane Pinto for 41 games and not suspend any of the referees that obviously are, they're not, they're not playing a clean game out there. They're not doing it. They're not doing it. Holy. It's never been so true. Like what, what is this? But our power play, man, you got to be accountable. We're a first place team and it's on us, bro. We've had multiple times uh, throughout this weird stretch of hockey over the last, what, eight games where the power play could have tilted the shift in the game, right? And the power play is also armed by some of the better players in hockey. They should be able to figure this out. But again, I think they're trying to do too much. They don't have a lot of practice time, right? And one of the things that they're doing too much of is, again, not bringing JT Miller back to his position. I know they want to move around and look dynamic, but how about get all the other guys to move around and not JT Miller and Quinn Hughes, okay? And keep this in mind too, Trevor. I'm frustrated too because even with Lindholm coming in, I get it, right? Lack of practice time. You got to try fitting him in. You got to get things going, right? There's a long runway. Uh, You traded a first-round pick for this guy. He has to be an important part of uh, the everyday success of the Vancouver Canucks. And if you fast, uh, will retract yourself to game one of the Lindholm experience with with the Canucks, how did they score two power play goals? He was in front of the net, and Quinn Hughes was just shooting on net. How come with all these changes and all this movement, we don't see that the way that things were working with these five guys was by keeping it simple? Like, how come they haven't gone back to that? Uh, It's pissing me off. Yeah, and maybe Talkett's overthinking it a bit. Uh, it's you know pretty evident in this market, and Talkett said that he is in charge of running the power play. He wants that movement now. Mm-hmm. Kyle, to your point, yeah, JT Miller has looked a little out of place. Uh, Elias Pettersson was playing net front last night, which clearly is not the best way to Two. utilize his skills. Like It's got to be Lindholm or Besser at net front. Uh, maybe even JT if he sneaks down from the half wall. And no, way, close- no way, dude. No way. To your point, Kyle, you know, I, I've kind of analyzed it with the numbers of the Canucks power play, you know, from the first half of the season, I kind of had October to Christmas and then Christmas to now. And to me, the biggest difference is Quinn Hughes not shooting the puck. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only not shooting the puck, but not getting scoring chances. So, you know, over the first, uh, up until Christmas, Quinn Hughes had over 10 scoring chances per 60 on the power play. Since Christmas, he has 2.3 scoring chances for six in the power play. The guy's just not getting scoring chances anymore. Um, his shots are down a, a bit as well. He's down a couple shots for mm-hmm. 60. Um, but Quinn Hughes, we saw that he had become a weapon on the power play. He's always been a weapon, but at least in terms of a shot, mm-hmm. he had added that to his arsenal and had become a weapon. And the guy's hard to defend. We, we talked about it on the show. He's a hard guy to defend at the blue line. So I think... There is too much of passing it off right now. And talk is said as much post game. Like we just need to get more pucks on net. Now, I think this stretch too over the past, you know, three weeks, call since the all-star break. I think part of the frustration is too many passes, not shooting the puck enough. But you look at the underlying numbers and it's not like they're getting way less shots, right? Like I think it looks uglier than the numbers. What, on the power that. play? Yeah. Dude, okay. Okay. Where's the beat button? Okay, right now. Where, 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 where's the beat button? Yo, the underlining numbers, man. Okay? The underlining numbers. The power play sucks right now, man. They're, they're thinking way too much. When great players, when fun players, when fluid players are just overthinking by 1%, it's not going to work. And if you think about it, all those players, especially the top three, right? Miller, Patterson, and Hughes, they're like at the top of their class. So fluidity and that intuitiveness that is needed within that dynamic of players is so missing. And... I don't know what 
I, I don't know what got into Tockett. Like, I guess this is might be his first a uh, bit of ridicule. And maybe again, they're they're they're, they're they have a cushion, right? It's not about the regular season. Maybe this is the time to experiment, right? But it's it, it's experiment over, man. It's experiment over. I, I don't get why you had to make all those changes. I know you got Lindholm, but if you even bring it back to the power play against Columbus, and you know what I'm saying? In the third period, it was dynamic. They were whipping it around. Uh, where was Miller on that power play? Where was Hughes? Where, where was Pedersen? Where they should be? Uh, where was Besser in front of the net? Dude, I don't know. They're just trying to do too much. And... I think in moments like yesterday, where you get the power play late in the third period, you just let in 10 goals against Minnesota, and maybe, and they called a timeout, right, going into that power play. Maybe they should have just said, you know what, let's kick it back to three weeks ago and just do what we were doing then. You know what I'm saying? And just keep Lindholm in the bumper. And going back to the whole Quinn Hughes not shooting, shooting enough thing, I wonder what changed, man. Uh, it's, it's not a problem, but I'm just curious, like, why aren't you taking more shots? And if you look at yesterday's game, I mean, you got, what's that guy's name? Gor- Gorgiev? Did I say that right? Okay, yeah, home Gorgiev. of the West Coast Bass. I'm only a Vancouver Canucks fan. Bro, going into that game, he had a, an under 900 save percentage. Dude, just take some shots, bro. He was scrambling all night in the third period. He was probably tired. Take some shots. It was, it was frustrating, man. Yeah, I'll tell you this, though, Kyle. I, I'm really not worried about the power play. Um, you know, I'm going to break it down here for you. Here's, you know, the Canucks on the season. I've scored uh, the 10th most, 10th most power plays, power play goals per 16 in NHL from October to Christmas. They rank seventh overall in power play goals from Christmas to now they rank 15th. So middle of the pack. Uh, it's really from the all-star break to now. Again, they scored the two goals against Carolina and have scored one since, right? Uh, so they're 28th overall in goal scored in the power play since the all-star break. You know, two teams blow the Canucks though, at t- uh, like that are below the Canucks and the Canucks are 28th again. The Boston Bruins, the Colorado Avalanche. The Colorado Avalanche have actually scored the second least amount of power okay. play goals okay, there since you go. the All Star break. Look, bad. You know, even the best power plays in the league, even the ones with McKinnon and McCarr, are going to go through bad stretches. So, again, to me, to me, the refs Thank are a hundred percent more frustrating than the power play because well, the power play, I believe, it's going to bounce back. The rest of me are complete unknown. I don't know what's happening right now, bro. Uh, and that's really out of your control a bit, but. I, I certainly believe in the Canucks power play figuring out. They like, will they the figure it out. To get back there. Dude, they um, will figure it out. Like, it's like you said, too much overthinking right now is the main thing. They're going to figure it out. I'm not I'm not saying they won't, but I, I definitely do think that the only solution or option here for the Vancouver Canucks, if they really want to do their best, is putting Miller back in a position where he's better than his peers. Like, he's so good there. Mm-hmm. He's so good facing Dan Hill and just playing with Quinn Hughes. I feel as if it makes Quinn Hughes more comfortable as well. Like they read off each other pretty well. Yeah, does Miller kind of force the issue sometimes and make some crazy passes from that that place on the power play? Sure, it does. But more often than not, we're looking a whole lot better than we are right now on the power play. Yeah. It's just the truth, man. It's it's one of those things. It's all good though. Like you said, man. Thank you for those stats, man. You like comparing our struggles on the power play to the Bruins in Colorado. It's that's just reality. That's not you reaching. That's reality. And you know, going back to this three game losing streak, and some people feeling like the the world is crashing. I think I would be a lot more pessimistic slash think that oh here here goes the Canucks again. I would be on that wagon if they weren't playing strong, not perfect, but strong five on five. Like they've been good in the last three games, the three games that they lost. They've clearly lost these games on special teams and. 
That's not going to be a full-time thing. Uh, how come we're not talking about this too? And we'll get to the comments, okay? One love to all the commenters. You and you and you and you. We're in this together. One love to the West Coast and the West Coast bias. So how come we're not talking about the fact that this team cannot win games without Dakota Joshua? Well, we'll see if this losing streak continues. And, uh, and uh, with what, Seattle on Thursday and a huge game against Boston on Saturday. Let's go, baby. One step at a time, um, man. Seattle, man. It's coming. Because, uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about it uh, on the other side, but I think the Canucks have suffered some bad luck recently. And there hasn't been a lot of bad luck for the Canucks mm-hmm. this season. But you look at the Winnipeg Jets game, they outplay the Jets, run into a hot goalie. You look at the wild game, four or five on threes, goals going in off parks, skates, off of off it went off of Kyle's ying yang and in man figure that one out it was just that's a crazy hard to game. do because that's last... that's there's not a lot of girth there you know it's hard to hit that <laughs> uh he's uh what was he's a grower not a shower i'm not quite sure i'm just um, a hindu man and then and then in the last night honestly pretty solid overall effort against Colorado avalanche considering that they were on the second night of back-to-backs and mm-hmm. they ran to a hot goalie and you know, got some bad calls going against them. So it's been a lot of bad luck recently. Yeah. You know, the Canucks had to go through some kind of controversy. Uh, and I think they're kind of going through it right now a little bit. But even then, the team's still playing pretty well in my eyes. Bro, I'm going through it too, man. Yesterday was emotional, man. It was emotional, man. You know what I was doing, man? I was watching the game and I was swearing at the Canucks like, relax, buddy. It's all good. It's not that deep. Dude, I was supposed to do a post-game show last night as well. But the person who was actually working in the studio making music, he politely asked, and he's a good old Canadian boy. He's like, bro, I PVR'd the game. So, you know, he actually wants to watch the game in post. And normally I'm like, yo, I got to I gotta look out for the fans and, and be with them and give them a post-game show, but that's a real Canucks fan over there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to spoil it for him. I'm not bigger than him. Come on, man. We're all in this together. Uh, speaking of us all being in this together, uh, let's get to the comments before we get to more Archdeep Baines talk. On the other side, uh, some funny comments man some funny comments about the 420 bias right or the 420 effect in vancouver how about js the referees need to smoke some khalifa kush and chill out bro like okay honestly like i'm over it aquilini just send the nhl like a nice ten thousand dollar check or something and just be like yo buy these guys dinner we're over it we're sorry because i'm tired of it too man all this they're holding a grudge why why are they holding a grudge i don't know why okay how about this knucklehead okay one of the legends out here on YouTube, YouTube, okay? Despite the loss, I'm glad the Canucks were at least able to sit up and have close games against the Avs. They also had a close game against the Jets as well. I was fearing another blowout. Uh, they will. He says, I hope they turn it turn around against Seattle, or he thinks so. Uh, they will. They will. We're not losing to Seattle. This team is not losing four straight games. Uh, they're going to be executing. They're going to be more efficient. And uh, they're going to be accountable on Thursday. And we also had one more comment here. Uh, Kempner. Kyle, what happened to your Twitter account? Dude, I deactivated my Twitter account because I'm 30 and a half years old and I already got to like look at the Locked On Canucks Twitter account. You know, just too much. I'm trying to be more like Trevor Beggs. He's anti-social media. Not anti, but you know, like way less is more. So I'm learning from my best friend. Anyways, Beggsy, who we shouting out on this episode of Locked On Canucks? All right. I uh, got a couple ad reads here. So we're going to shout out Indeed and FanDuel. Ah, you know, my friends at Indeed always reminding me of my life in the bedroom. Uh, But I'll get to that in a minute. You know, with Indeed, you know, we are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for candidate isn't to search at all. Figure that one out. It's don't search, it's match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed just just doesn't help you fire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality of matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Uh, You know, one of the reasons I love Indeed is they know high quality and they know fast, okay? And I'm telling you, in the bedroom, I give a high quality, fast 45 seconds every time. Let's go. All right, with Indeed, they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of the show, guess what? You'll get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about it on uh, heard about indeed on this very podcast indeed.com slash locked on terms conditions apply need to hire you need indeed all right make sure you get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, america's number one sports book because right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar bet that's 150 bucks if your bet wins Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. And I know this is an NBA-centric fan duel read, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, for that Canucks game against Seattle, I'm picking the Canucks, man, 100%, because that mm-hmm. to me, that is the classic bounce-back game. I don't always bet on Canucks games. I don't always bet on hockey, uh, but that one on Thursday would be screaming my attention um, for a bet on that one. Let's go, baby. Whether you're betting on NBA or NHL, make sure you do so at FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked On Canucks. My name is Kyle Ballon. That right there is Trevor Beggs and your Canucks. Man, they're losers of three straight games, which means... It means this, okay? Don't be a loser, man. Don't be a loser. I get it, yo. You can fan how you want to fan. I will make the rules. But I do truly believe that one of the rules should be, if you're a fan of a team who is in first place, you should not be ruining the morales of other fans of that same team by telling them that the Canucks are frauds or they're fraudulent or this is regression. See, I told you. I told you. Like, how could you... Be a fan of a team who's at the top of the standings and do all that after they've lost three straight games. Like, it's not a 12-game losing streak. Like, I'm just saying, be nice to the other fans, man. We've been through a lot, and we got to get through this together. And I think our our boys who are playing those ice hockey games for us, they deserve that that faith, man. Okay, you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? You ever hear the spirit bomb? They need our faith. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think two things can be true. Like regression can be coming for the Canucks. And they can still be a damn good hockey team. Yeah. And they can still be Ooh. the best team overall in the NHL. And I, I do think over the past three games, there has been some regression, right? You know, again, they outshoot shoot the Jets. They outshoot the Jets. They get some bad luck against Minnesota. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they played Colorado kind of even, uh, just, mm-hmm. despite the fact that they were on the second night of back-to-back. So mm-hmm. lots to like about the Vancouver Canucks and lots to like about the debut of Surrey native Archdeep Baines last Whoa. night. Now, I will say that I, I was impressed by his debut, and we'll get into it, but to me, when I say it's a controversial debut, which I did drop that word a few minutes ago, you look at Archdeep Baines' game score, 
um, and he had the worst game score among any player on the ice last night, right? <laughs> he was on the ice for two goals against. No other players on the ice for more than one goal against. Uh, on that first Colorado goal, he got trapped out, uh, nice. and he got scored on while the fourth line was out there. Uh, and then the third line got scored on uh, in the third period there. So it wasn't a perfect game. I think there were some moments where he was chasing the puck, but overall, I thought mm-hmm. he played a hell of a game. Mm-hmm. You know, that line, his line, the Bluger, Garland, Baines line was matched up against McKinnon and McCarr for about 50% of their minutes. Uh, you know, Baines on a couple occasions was going toe-to-toe against McCarr and kind of keeping up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's some moments in the defensive zone, again, Dude, you know, on, for the man. most part, shutting down the McKinnon line. And then offensively, you know, he has two great chances to score it, right? Has a chance in the slot, just misses uh, top shelf. Has that two-on-one where he almost bats it his own rebound. Yeah. Um, or sorry, bats in the uh, after the uh, passing attempt, he got def- got blocked, almost batted it in. Sets up Luger twice. Once is I mean, arguably the chance of the game, although mm-hmm. Philip Peronik firing it into our Terry Leckin, it might have been the best chance of the game. Yeah. Um, but overall, I thought it was a fantastic debut for Baines and. Yeah, I went at a couple of people on Twitter last night standing up for the Dude. for uh, the Surrey boy here because of course you have people to. are like, oh, look at the numbers, look at the numbers. These numbers match the eye test. And I'm just like, no, they don't. They don't. Again, dude. Kyle, you, you said it earlier. <laughs> Fuck the numbers. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> Honestly. I, bro, are you serious? The calculators out there are telling us that RSG Baines played a bad game and some people who actually watch the game are now siding with the numbers. Like, Those are the same people yeah. that are, that are going to lose to the robots. Okay? For real. <laughs> Come on, man, you losers. R.G. Baines was on the ice for four of our best six or seven scoring chances. He wasn't just on the ice, okay? He actually supplied those scoring chances. Was a primary part of those things. Like, that's impressive. Now, was he running around in the defensive zone? Yeah, he was. Uh, A lot of players would run around in your first NHL game if you're having to go up against, again, the Connor McDavid defense, and that's Kale McCarr. Also, he was on the ice a lot against Nathan McKinnon because... Why wouldn't you put that line on home ice against the rookie, you know, every time you had a chance to do so? It happens, right? Again, not the perfect game from R.G. Baines, but, bro, he could have had two points. He could have had one. He was he was exactly what Faber talks about, you know? Like, Faber's been talking about R.G. Baines more than any single Punjabi person in Surrey. That's just the truth. Like, he was on it. On it. The puck follows this guy. He follows the puck. He's big. He's strong. He's smart. He's an NHLer, and I think it's going to be really, really hard to replace that type of value against Colorado. I wouldn't say the rest of the way because he has a lot to prove, but definitely in the immediate future because PDG and Neil Zaman, they played less than what? Like six minutes in that game? Seven minutes in that game? You obviously know Tockett sees something, and it's similar to what we've been saying as well. Oh, look at this comment, dude. Jay Betty, okay, Canucks suck. Your Canucks suck. Your voice is annoying, and Evils are better than every team. What? I think he's trying to say Devils. Dude, come on, man. We lost last night six two to the Washington Capitals. By the way, Jay, you know what, man? Go Canucks, go. That's all I gotta say. How about Infamous? He, he says he says Baines is looking great, or look great, and uh, I obviously do think that he was better than McKayev too, like. Yeah. There's there's room here, and this should inspire everyone, okay, to chase after your dreams. Because if you look at this guy's story and look at his, the teams he's been on over the last four or five years, six years, it's it's crazy how this guy literally had to do the most and get passed on in two drafts, right, in the WHL and in the NHL. And now, as long as he plays the same way, 
he's going to be a full-time NHLer in a pretty promising season for a pretty important team in the NHL. So I'm curious to see what else this guy can do. And, you know, the longer Dakota Joshua's out, I know he's on the team, uh, on the road trip with the team. That may have more to do with conditioning slash it being a father's trip. But if he's playing with Garland, man, it's not going to be surprising to see Baines do something similar to Joshua. And that's, again, provide offense with Bluger and Garland because they look good against Colorado yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Again, who knows how long Baines will be up here, but. You know, you can tell from one game, this this guy's going to have an NHL career mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. Like, he might get sent down after a couple of games. He might, you know, do the improbable and stick with the team, right? You just you just never know. But, you know, he proved you belong last night, Kyle. And I think, again, you and I were chatting in the second intermission last night. And, uh, you know, one of us was saying how, you know, Baines' ice time might get cut in the third. Well, the fourth line got their ice time cut. Baines continued to play, right? And set a blue group for that chance in the third mm-hmm. period, right? So I again super impressed by what he showed, and yeah, I don't think there's much there's much reason why this guy couldn't play ahead of like a Phil Giuseppe or a Sam Lafferty, even an Ilya Bukayev right now. Yeah. Uh, really like what I saw from the Surrey native, and I think there's bigger and better things ahead for both the Yo, Canucks for your, and our steep Bane. for your first game against Colorado for your childhood team to again supply four scoring chances and not be afraid of guys like Kale McCarr, Ryan Johansson. Like, that's, it's pretty impressive. And, bro, back on that note, yo, the referees suck, man. How do you how are you not call in a penalty there or something after McCarr is just abusing Baines along the boards when the puck is not even there? I know it was a mistake and nobody could really see the puck, but, like, I, even to this point, and maybe it's not in the rule book, you know how everyone missed where the puck was and they – ultimately called it, like, icing, then they just switched it to, like, an offensive zone draw for Colorado. Like, dude, at least bring the puck out. You know what I'm saying? It was a, like, you did, dude, that was crazy, man. F the refs, man. F the refs, man. Yeah. Can't stand it, man. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I'm sure, you know, Baines, who's bulked up, man. Yeah. He, who's, he's bulked up. He, mm-hmm. he can take it. And, uh, dude. again, great, great debut for him. Uh, let's wrap up the show. Let's talk about some of the best BC buds in Canucks history. Ooh. I got a couple of numbers on where R.C. Baines stands among uh, the B.C. Buds to play for the Vancouver Canucks. But we'll, we'll wrap up the show talking about that, taking a couple of your comments as well. Before we do that, I got a shout out, eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts to choose from for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash, baby. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Shout- only, eBay Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Okay, okay, we back on this episode of Locked on Canucks. My name is Kyle Bowen. That right there is Trevor Beggs. And, uh, yeah, I'm trying to keep it light. I'm trying to keep it positive. I'm trying to keep it groovy. And I can't believe, you know, I'm leaning so much on five-on-five play versus a seven-goal third period by Minnesota, a 
uh, I was about to swear there, really bad power play, blah, blah, blah. Here I am still optimistic, but yo, I'm 30 and a half years old. I'm a wise guy. And um, yeah, man, it's, it's all about love right now, okay? Especially the teams like high up in the standings. I got nothing but respect right now and patience for this version of the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, speaking of patience, look at this comment, man. These are the people, man. They fuel off the, they fuel off of this, okay? They really do. Look at this. Too many trades, and Kuzmenko is better than Lindholm, okay? Obviously, this guy knows nothing about hockey because I'm pretty sure Kuzmenko already got demoted to the fourth line, right? That might have already happened. It's just the truth. Kuzmenko's not changing anything with the Vancouver Canucks. And I do want to touch on Lindholm a bit more before we carry on to the best BC Buds of all time because I don't think he's been highly noticeable, highly sexy, whatever, right? We gave up a lot for him. Like, we definitely need more out of him consistently five-on-five, but... The more and more I watch him play on the penalty kill and also his ability to win draws and be strong on draws, the more and more I see the bigger appeal. I feel like I see the little things that will help this team get to June. Yeah, he's not the sexiest player in the world. Um, I kind of want to do a bit more of a deep dive on Lindholm, maybe towards the end of the month. I guess we're getting there right now. You know, I, I do want to give this guy a month of playing with the Canucks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess, you know, he got traded in the all-star break since early February. So maybe early March do a bit of a deep dive into how he's performed because yeah, right now it's been kind of unspectacular. He's gotten on the score sheet. Um, I think a lot of that was again, you know, good at hand. I tip home some huge shots. Pedersen set him up a couple of times, but definitely not the flashiest, sexiest player. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this comment by Richard earlier, you know, the Canucks, he doesn't see this team actually spiraling. Like this is what it is. Uh, we're not trying to blame the refs or blame the schedule. We know these guys have to be accountable, but dude, the road, the road trips and the traveling and the randomness and the all-star break has a lot to do with this. And this guy's, you know, Richard, one of the best fans on the program is saying that the home games will refresh the boys. Yo, just being at home and being able to practice and slow down and dissect and analyze and then try to execute, you know, and that's what, that's what happens in practice is so needed for this crop of players. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm excited to see the the nine-game homestand. You know, lots of talk about the schedule. And uh, the Canucks, uh, the schedule hasn't been fair to them. The schedule's never fair to the Canucks, but yeah, it mm-hmm. hasn't been that bad. And uh, yeah, they got a tough gauntlet coming up, but nine home games should be excited to see what they can do. We'll see if our, well, well, I'll ask you this, Kyle. Will R.C. Baines play some home games in front of the Canucks faithful in March during that nine-game homestand? Of co- bro, I'm, I'm, dude, of course I'm confident in him, man. I think we need R.C. Baines, bro. I think we need him. Wow. I think we need R.C. Baines. Like, we need uh, Lafferty to feel pushed, you know? Like, there needs to be some competition for that last spot. And don't you want to give it to a guy who, A, deserves it, but, B, can kind of feed off this whole hometown story fuel? Like, if there's anyone that's motivated to play for the Canucks, like, it would be R.C. Baines. You know, he's going to give it his all every shift. And, you know, home story book-ish aside, it's his opportunity to be a full-time NHLer. Like, impress yeah. Tockett going into September. Now I'm thinking way too far down the road, but I think he's going to capitalize on this. And, you know, I brought up his situation in the past, right? Like, being doubted and then constantly having the ability to do the most with the opportunity he was given after being doubted is a testament to... I'll use the word again, his execution. I think he has these goals and dreams and desires, and I don't know if he's going to let this go because he's definitely playing on Thursday. This guy had 13 minutes of ice time versus, again, PDG and Amon. Like, he's going to get another crack. He plays well in that game. He gets to, what, 
play for play against the Bruins at Rogers Arena on a Saturday for his first home game. You want to talk about stories? You know what I'm saying? How about this, Richard? Man, winners. They don't use any excuses. They just endure. Thank you, Richard. Love it. Uh, I, want, I want to say quickly, R.C. Baines became the, I was looking at it this morning, R.C. Baines, this is no joke, became the 69th skater uh, in Canucks history uh, to skate for the Canucks being from B.C. Let's go, Kyle. Only 69? 69? Oh. I like yeah, that. I was kind of surprised by that. There's been 69 skaters uh, from B.C. who have played for the Canucks and three goalies, so 72 uh, uh, guys mm-hmm. overall who have played for the Canucks from BC. Now I'm working on this for daily hive. Uh, the best BC, uh, the best Canucks from BC of all time. Uh, I'm curious who comes to your head. Cause a lot of it is, uh, for the older fans older than us, but, uh, who are maybe not the best, but who are some of your favorite, uh, BC buds from the Canucks of all time. Aside from Archie Baines, of course. Yeah. I was going to say Archie Baines, probably Brandon Morrison. I think Dan Hamuse too, but I got a better question for you, okay? Who are the players you wish most played for the Vancouver Canucks that were from BC? Because obviously the easy answer for me is Joe Sackick. And then second is Scott Niedemeyer. Because, correct me Mm. if I'm wrong, I feel like we're a week away from free agency starting. And the Canucks were, quote-unquote, in the mix for Scott Niedemeyer before he chose to either extend with the Ducks or choose the Ducks outside of leaving the Devils. It's one or the other. But that got me thinking. Yeah, uh, Scott Niemeyer is a great one. But I, I do remember that vaguely at the time. Maybe we'll dug into it. I, I think it would have been, yeah, I'm trying to remember exactly. I, I can't quite remember. But I know he joined the Ducks uh, after the lockout happened. So it might have been during the lockout year. Who knows? Um, Paul Carrillo was the guy I was going to say. Uh, I know Paul Cree never really wanted the spotlight, never really wanted to play in Vancouver, but uh, man, I don't know, it would have been something else that Paul Korea, Joe Sackick, Scott Niederbart in the lineup. Oh, baby, let's go. Look at this, man. Troy Stetcher. Uh, we got Doug saying Doug Lister. It's his favorite Canuck to play. Like That That was from BC, okay? Doug. Like, yep, Doug, uh, Doug Lister. I believe, I got to look, I got to double check the stats. I believe Doug Lister has the most uh, games played all time for the Canucks by a BC native. Dude, I wish I paid for played for the Canucks, man. You know how cool that would be? Again, they say your dreams come true, kids. Hey, sometimes they don't. But it's okay, man. I'm okay. I'm a Hindu. I'm a podcaster. I'm living the life, right? I'm a fan. Living the dream, okay? We got some different answers again. Sito said Troy Stetcher is favorite person from BC. Uh, mm-hmm. G. Ellis saying Steve Eisman would have been his choice if he you know, could have picked a player from BC to play for the Canucks. And then Cito's also said Jamie Ben, bro. Shout out to the BC Buds, man. I love my BC Buds. Shout out to 420. Shout out to the West Coast Bias. I know the Canucks have lost three straight games and the world is falling, blah, 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 blah. But um, we're going to be fine, man. Let's uh, let's beat Seattle tomorrow. Let's warm up for the Boston Bruins. And shout out to R.G. Baines for living out your dreams. I think uh, I do want to touch on this before we actually leave out, get out of here. I think uh, somebody brought up the fact that um, Baines's dad got emotional watching him yesterday, and that was a cool sight. Bro, that was just a beautiful sight to see that man, right? That man sit in that press box, looking the way he's looking, watching his son. Like that, for me, being from Surrey, that was, that was, it felt like a, a movie, bro. It really did. So one left Archie Baines. 
uh, you really put it on for Surrey, and things like this can go a long way for the future of Surrey, uh, a city that's pretty infamous, and I'm pretty tired of it being only infamous. Anyways, Begsy, one of my best friends from Surrey, sign us out. Hey, we got to get out of here. It's 420 somewhere. So shout out to the everydayers, the occasional listeners, the first time listeners, new subscribers, and those of you who joined us here on the live YouTube show. We love each and every one of you because we are nothing without you. Uh, coming up later this week, we will touch on the Canucks and Kraken tomorrow. One idea that we tossed around was what we want the Canucks lines to look like. And it's got to be different than what it is right now. But if Kyle and I were had the, had the clipboards and the suits, what we would do with the Canucks lines, maybe we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But for now, I'm Trevor Banks. That guy's Cal Bowen. <laughs> and you've been listening to Locked On Canucks. Callum wants Connor Bedard to play for the Canucks. It would be his favorite BC bud. RST bangs over Connor Bedard, okay? You heard it here first. One love to Surrey. Peace. 